Richard Radio begins in three, two, one. Now, I am not reintroducing the idea of purgatory. But on the other hand, I do believe the baby was thrown out with the bathwater. With that came a belief. When you die, you're instantaneously and magically made perfect. The soul of someone who dies immediately goes into eternity. There is no place where you make up for your sins. There is no purgatory. In the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It is Witness Wednesday, and I am getting out of my car at Georgia Tech. There's this guy just sitting there studying who just, he's holding up a flare as if to say, please come and witness to me. Now, here's here's what we'll do. I'll just go talk to him if, if I get shut down, which I might, because it looks like he could be studying. The kids at Georgia Tech actually overall seem to want to get to their classes. When you go to a different, people in Georgia say that Georgia Tech, they tend to be more serious here. Well, possibly because of the type of fields of study that they're in. It just seems that they, they actually want to get to class. They actually want to learn. I've been shut down a few times normally. When you go to a state university, hey, could you talk to me for a minute? No, I'll give you all afternoon, man. Then I don't have to go to class. And they seem more than happy to not go to class so that they can't get their money's worth, which I think this is the only arena where people don't want to get their money's worth, the kids these days, with spending mom and dad's money. All right, this guy might shut me down, so let's just see if we can have a chat with him. And Hey, dude. Hey, man, chat with you just for a moment. I don't want to interrupt your schoolwork here. Yeah. You got just a minute? Cool. I gotta ask you, what do you what are you studying here, dude? I'm studying physics. Ugh. Tell me something. Teach me one thing about physics that a knucklehead like me can grasp. Hmm. One thing about physics. Something cool that I could actually apply to my life. I'm an average Joe. What what could I use? Hmm. Well, right now I'm studying circuits and stuff like that, and um, just how electrons travel in circuits and things like that, and I really don't know how that applies to your life, but... um, How electrons do what in circuits? Electrons um, travel in circuits, and that's what what, uh, creates the current, and... um, So things that, while they're traveling in a straight line, if you will, are actually traveling in circles, is that what you're saying? Did I get no, that right? I'm, no, I'm talking hey, about I'm an le- idiot. electrons. Ah. Electrons in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea about any of this. So what are you going to do with this stuff? What's the point? This, this stuff relates to all kinds of uh, just technology, computers, and, and anything electrical. Think of like an elect- electrical engineer, and he's having to make sure... Um, make sure the building is is going to be powered and so he has to figure out well what kind of um what kind of power supply what kind of um power from the city or whatever do i need to get this building um to yeah run. i'm grateful and there's so, guys like you because uh, frankly you, you could be speaking in hebrew to me right now and i wouldn't <laughs> under I, I could understand it more really i just don't get it now, as you look at things like electrons, the tiny things, the things like we're looking at that big building here, and you know somebody walking by here in the flagpole, those are big things. Do you think that the smaller you get down, you see more in- intricacy and more of a reason to ask the question: Did somebody make all this stuff, or did it just happen by chance? Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely. what? Absolutely, just seeing it. Almost, almost daily, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away by some of the things that I'm learning, and it's, 
it's because as as you look past the surface um, if like in this this class uh, environmental engineering I'm taking right now um, we're studying microbes about the tiniest living organism in the world and that we know of that we know of that we know of, that has been studied they do all sorts of stuff I have no idea about and they're intricately designed intricately designed even the, these tiny little organisms um, are able to feed are able to carry out tasks um, and that absolutely does point to a creator okay. who who do you think the creator is creator um, is is the master of the universe mm-hmm. he's who is it does your do you believe in God absolutely yeah what do you what's your God's name my God's name is King of Kings he's Lord of Lords he's Almighty he is the one that um, That is the source of of life. Yet he has um, created us with a purpose, and our purpose is to um, have dominion on this on this earth and and to glorify him in our. Okay, so I'm getting the vibe that you're a Christian. Is that right? Yes, sir. Right, I'm a complete stranger. Okay. So why are you talking about that stuff with me? Why do you share that? You sound interested. You sound interested. And how um, a college student like me can go about classes and and not even think about a creator. How how can I look at these things that I'm learning? Look at these electrons. Look at these um, microbes that I'm learning about right now, and and not even question. Well, where does how this did come it get from? Here? All right, so. You don't know me or what I am, all right? And you just said that you're a Christian. Tell me in a sentence, why should I consider being a Christian too? Because without Christ... You have no end goal. You have no purpose. You have no hope for a life that simply ends on this earth. You have, okay, so you, you have no hope for... If I'm not a Christian, what's going to happen to me when I die? Why do I even care? If you're living your life thinking that this is all you've got... And you're just gonna live it to the fullest and have a great time. Um, you're missing out um, you're missing it all. Um, I'm missing what? I'm have let's say I'm having a great time. I am having a great time. It's yeah. good. It's sweet. Yeah. So what am I missing? You're missing an eternity being with the one being who loves you more than 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 anybody you've met. You're missing an but, eternity. But I don't. Of, but I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. 
so I frankly don't care. Yeah. Well then, if you're living for today, if you're living for this life, then what you can look forward to is um, an eternity uh, of torture, an eternity... Well, this just suddenly got very severe. Why would I be tortured for all of eternity? Because you, sir, have sinned against um, the master of the universe that we've been talking about. Okay, first of all, it's it's Mr. Sir to you. Second of all, what do you mean I've sinned and what does he care? What's the big deal? This being that we've been talking about, whoever he is, um, he's created... Adam, Adam and Eve, um, maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, um, but he created them as perfect beings. Okay, so you're one of those fundamentalist, literalist kind of guys, is that correct? Yes, sir. You are? Mm-hmm. So you're putting your hope in a 2,000-year-old book, is that right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you think others should, because if they don't, they're going to hell? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Now, you know that that is a very intolerant message, correct? But you're willing to tell that to me, a complete stranger. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Why? Because being a Christian isn't about being tolerant, as I I believe. Um, Being a Christian is about persuading others about the God that loves and cares for people that has sinned, has wronged, has um, not lived up to his measure. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever listen to Christian radio and Christian preachers? Uh, Christian radio, not so much. I just feel that I don't listen to the radio much, but uh-huh. Christian preachers, yeah. Yeah, like whom? Um, Any big famous ones that I might know? I don't know any off the top of my head. Right. Just curious. Where do you go to church? Uh, Faith Bible Church in Shaftesbury, Georgia. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What kind of church is that? Um, it It's a non-denominational church, um, meaning just there's, we're not a part of any of the big, like, uh, Baptist or Presbyterian or some of those Christian denominations you might have heard of. But mm-hmm. um, Are you one of those churches that uh, puts on plays and dramas, or do you just do more Bible teaching? Mostly straight from the scripture, um, Bible teaching. All right, young man, thank you for your time. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan, it's nice to meet you. Do you know what your name means? Uh, It means a gift from God. That's right. All right, dude. Thanks for the chat. All righty. All right, so much for that question we were going to (laughs) ask. We'll do it next. It's Witness Wednesday on Regent Radio. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, we can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry, 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves 
$500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-BIBLE. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today, but we also have a small request. Would you consider, prayerfully of course, what it might look like if you partnered with us by becoming a gospel partner? See, we produce quite a bit of quality, biblically sound content, but we can't do it alone. We need the support of incredible people just like you. And don't misunderstand this small request. We are grateful for your support as a listener, but we would love to take our relationship to the next level and invite you to prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner. Your generous support keeps the lights on around here, but it also helps us to spread the gospel to millions of people all over the world. The ECFA digs into our books every single year so that you'll know there's no funny business ever going on with your donations. We're not flying in private jets. We're not taking limos to and from the office or lounging around in hot tubs while we brainstorm. So what do you say? Will you partner with us to spread the gospel? All you have to do is visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. And Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Lexicon. There are many words to help us understand the nature of the Bible. Words like sufficiency. The Bible tells us everything we need to know about God, salvation, doctrine, and life. We do not need any additional revelation to know who God is and what He requires of us. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Eh? Eh? How's about them apples? Huh? Found a kid on the campus who could articulate his faith pretty well. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. I am at Georgia Tech. Nathan, the young man that we just talked to, who goes to a Bible church, basically had the had the fundamentals there, had the foundational stuff there. And so we just chatted during the break about the importance of helping people understand up front that they're sinners by using the law as a mirror so that we can understand our problem and the solution so that when they do understand Jesus, then, like he said, they understand, wow, there is somebody who loves us better, more than anybody has ever loved us before. How's about that? It's nice to hear once in a while, isn't it? Wish you could see what I'm seeing right now. Okay, so there's two guys who are completely sacked out and laying down, and there's three guys who are actually awake. This is always a little tricky doing this, but we're going to give it a go anyway. All right, hey, gentlemen, I want to ask you some questions while you're sitting here. Is that okay? Are these your friends that are sacked out over here? Yeah. Yeah, why why are they so tired? They're, They're adults, and it's the middle of the day. 
I don't know. I went to bed the same time they did. What time did you go to bed last night? What time did I go to bed last night? One-ish. One-ish. Yeah. They should be wide awake, and they're sleeping here out in the middle of the night. They got up later than I did, too. Dang it. Lazy dogs. Indeed. What are you studying here, young man? Um, electrical engineering. <sighs> All right. What are you studying? Sir, what are you studying? Management. Management. What do you want to manage? I will actually be working in ministry. Uh, religious stuff? Yes. Ministry. I don't expect to hear from ministry people here. Not many people do. So there's a field here for that? No. No. So <laughs> clue me in here, minister. Uh, to be in ministry, you don't really need to go to a religious school for your undergrad. You can go to a seminary, a grad school, and learn everything you need to know. Uh-huh. Um, so working with a management degree, that'll help me run a church someday or other, whatever organization I work in. And so here I just like, I study management for whatever I need in the future, and I'll go to grad school and learn all that later. Managing. So you're taking classes just to learn how to manage an organization, and a church is an organization, and you're learning how to run it. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. So what kind of, what kind of, you're a Christian, is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. And these guys, are they, are they Christians? Yes. Really? How do you know this? Uh, well, I met them all at CCF, Christian Campus Fellowship. Interesting. On campus. All right. And are these people Christians behind us, too? Yes. They are. Wow. Look what I just walked into. All right. I'm going to give you guys uh, 30 to 60 seconds to convert me. Go, minister. Uh, I think you really can't really do it in that long. It takes more of an attitude and uh, realizing God's love in your life and not just an argument for argument's sake. Give it your best shot. you got 45 left. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to squeeze it all down into 45 seconds because it's a little more complicated than that. All right. Give me what you got in 30 seconds now. God loves you. Okay. And um, everybody wants love, so he's the only unconditional love you can find. My wife loves me. My kids love me. My dog loves me most of the time. But you don't feed your dog. Your dog's going to get angry. If you get mad at your kids, your kids are going to be upset. If you cheat on your wife, she's going to be a little angry. Well, I don't plan on doing any of those things, so I'm okay with the love department. But still, if you don't plan on it, things happen. But no matter what happens, God will still love you. Okay, so I'm going to paraphrase. So I've known loving, but I haven't known love until I become a Christian. You haven't known true love and the truth of God until you... It's not that you're a Christian, it's that you know God's love. Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. Okay, so, all right, I want to give this guy... The, uh, what, are, what are you studying? Electrical engineering, is that right? Yeah, all right, convert me. Well, um, I guess to me, the big thing is, you know, we got all this out here. Yeah. And, you know, everything. Look, look at it. Imagine all this just somehow popping up. That, that doesn't happen, I guess. You're a creationist. Yeah. So you're trying to prove the existence of God to me. Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, not, not necessarily prove, but um, I guess this, this had to come from somewhere. I mean, you can't prove God. All right, so, so I'll give you, there's a creator. I want to argue Big Bang cosmology, but I'll, let's go with this whole creator idea. Okay. okay, so why should I become a Christian? Um, I guess it's civil to, uh, to me, I guess it's, it's um, I've seen in my life since I, I started, going, you know, becoming more active with church and I just became exposed to uh, Jesus and God, I feel like my life has been has been more whole. I feel like, you know, my, my life is more complete. Everything's going You had a God-shaped hole in your heart. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And Christianity filled it up. Yeah. I don't have one of those holes. I guess sometimes you don't notice it until until you've got something there. All right. And then you realize, hey, I was, I was missing out on this. All right. Okay. Now, are you a Christian, young man? Yes. Can you give it a good go to try to convert me to Christianity? 
Come on. You got uh, you got 30 to 60 seconds, and then we'll uh, we'll get sleepyhead over here. Why should I become a Christian? What's your bracelet say, by the way? Reach? Reach, reach today. What does that mean? That one is for uh, childhood cancer, specifically leukemia. Reach the day. Yes, what reach is the day that... When uh, there's no cancer. When we have the cure and the children don't have to suffer anymore. Yeah. I have a very good friend who's an amazing cellist and uh, uh, was diagnosed with cancer last year. That's a drag. Recovering. Good. So, uh, so not, not carpe diem. Reach the day. Right. And never give up is your other one. Never give up. That one is for uh, ALS. One of my dad's good friends died of it. Yikes. Okay, so, Christian, <laughs> there's a lot of bad stuff going on in this world. There's a lot I'm, of I'm not sure I want world. your loving God. You're not sure you want the love? Yeah. Doesn't sound very loving to me. I, I, I don't know. I, I need the love because I see the pain in this world, and um, I definitely feel it. And um, Explain the pain. Why is there pain? Why is there pain? Because... Uh, in our when God gave us free will, um, we chose uh, to kind of throw it back in His face and uh, go against what God wanted. And um, so He said that we were created. Why did He create us if He knew all this bad stuff would happen? Because even before He had created us, He loved us and knew that we would benefit from a relationship with Him. Uh huh. All right. So why would I benefit from a relationship with him? Because he is the perfect, almighty, all-loving God, and uh, any relationship with that is something unlike anything else. Uh-huh. And it, uh, so this love thing is kind of a repeated theme here. Yes. Uh huh. What is love? What is love? God is love. Mm-hmm. Love is. Uh-huh. And how do I know that? How do I? How does he show his love? He shows his love through people, through his creation. How does he demonstrate his love? Demonstrate it through the actions of others, through right. uh, our perceptions, through our experiences. All right. All right, young man. Sit tight for just a moment. All right, ministry student, I got a question for you. All right, I just asked a very leading question. All right. How does God demonstrate his love? Can you tell me? Well, he sent his son to die for us. I'm sorry, this is a new blast of information. Jesus. Yeah? He is, is God's son. Uh-huh. God become flesh. 100% man, 100% God. Uh-huh. And that is like his part of God on earth. Yeah. And he sent him here to die for our sins. Like in the old Jewish laws, they had to sacrifice lambs to purify their, for their sins for the past year. But God sent Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice because he was perfect. He was eternally pure. And he lived a human life without sinning. Uh-huh. And so when he died on the cross, that was the ultimate act of love. That was God saying, I don't want this barrier of sin between us anymore. I want to get rid of that. So I'm sending my son to die for you guys. Uh-huh. Now that's interesting information. That sounds very loving. What you just said to me is God died for me a sinner. Yes. Uh-huh. And why didn't you bring that up in the beginning? That's an important chunk of information. Well, because it all starts with love. And you got to have some background, and you gave me 30 seconds. All right. But what, so what's the background? <laughs> the background is that God cares about you, and he loves you. And, and what happens if I don't have this, this, this sacrifice? What happens to me? Well, then you haven't paid for your sins, and you'll go to hell. So the background is I'm a sinner. Is that what you're saying? Everybody's a sinner. Okay. So maybe if you'd shared that with me up front and then told me about this Jesus business, it might have made more sense to me. If you feel that way. 
Well, I mean, kind of, I'm just thinking it through logically. Tundra, you've been, everybody here has been talking about love. God is love, love, love. But nobody really explained what it was all about. See, I can get love from my wife, my kids, and my dog. But the type of your, love you're talking about is something completely different that a human being or a pet can't provide. Sure. Yeah. So maybe then like 60 seconds or less, it would be something like, uh, you're a sinner. God's angry at sinners. But he's good and he's kind. And, and to provide a sacrifice, a payment for your sins, he sent his son die on a cross, rise from the dead. And if you'll respond by repenting and putting your trust in him, your sins will be forgiven and God will grant you everlasting life. It's the most loving thing that anybody's ever done. That is a very good short explanation, but I would not claim that God is angry at us because we're sinners. Really? Yes. God is pure and he can't be with things that aren't pure. And Why not? We are sinners because he's completely pure. Yeah. And doesn't that, doesn't that same text really talk about that God's angry at the wicked every day? He becomes angry when people turn, when people deny him and turn away from him and are okay, if I'm, with if I'm not a, if I'm not a Christian I'm I'm turned from him aren't I yes yeah and isn't the cup of God's wrath being filled up because we sin all the time and when he returns he's going to pour out his anger and his wrath yes yeah so he is angry yes but his love is more powerful than his anger well that could be but he's definitely angry right right at sinners but what he did first was his love and sent Jesus. Okay. But first, I was a sinner, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody Jesus. has always been sinners. Okay. And God is angry at sinners, but God is good and he's kind and he sent his son. So that order would help me understand things, right? Right. All right. All right. Thanks very much for the lesson. I appreciate it very much. No problem. All right, young man. Thanks very much. The Bible says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Were they prepared? Are you? We're at Georgia Tech. It's Witness Wednesday. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, as we start the news today, let me just say that I feel like um, a dentist at a candy convention some days. And today, one of those days. The latest Gallup survey shows that only 81% of Americans believe in God, which is a record low for this country. Let me put that in a little perspective for you. Even Nickelback has a higher approval rating, which shockingly I know is a surprise, but don't let it discourage you. Though we've seen a 6% drop since 2017, most notably among our young adults and liberal friends, it is reassuring to know that conservatives and married adults have held the line maintaining their faith. Moving on to the international stage, a new report by the United Nations Human Rights Council has the audacity, yes, the audacity to argue that anti-LGBT beliefs exceed the bounds of religious liberty. That makes me kind of wonder if they're interpreting the same Universal Declaration of Human Rights that I am, because it doesn't really sound that way. The author of the report criticizes religious communities, which apparently have become a convenient scapegoat for violence, discrimination, and exclusion against LGBT individuals. Well, here's a thought. Maybe we sit down and have a conversation on exactly what freedom of belief means. Now let's turn our attention to education. Lovely, right? Well, Tuesday, a study was released that makes it painfully clear that academic progress has become kind of a sluggish in this country. Actually, it's become as sluggish as a sloth on sedatives. 
<laughs> I made that one up by myself. It took a while. Anyway, despite the government throwing money at the issue, the study reveals that our fourth through eighth graders are moving slower in reading and math than before the pandemic. The only glimmer of hope in the report is that our third graders in this country seem to be marching to a beat of a different drum because they're making greater gains in reading and math. Now on to a story that is either going to make you laugh or it's going to make you cry. The jury's still out on which one's going to happen with you, but honestly, both of them happened with me. I cried first. Anyway, the story reads PETA, you know, the pet people, the aggressive pet people. Anyway, in partnership with ChatGPT, they have rewritten the book of Genesis. Yeah, that's right. The book of Genesis has been rewritten by PETA with an artificial brain. Uh, there's a joke there. I'm not going to make it, though. Anyway, in their version, Adam and Eve are practically vegan fashionistas. They don clothing made of plants and Father Abraham, well, he opts to have a friendly chat with a lamb rather than making a sacrifice of a ram. Did they venture a bit too far? Yeah, obviously, any changes to the biblical text, whether you have an agenda or not, is a bit too far. That has been your latest Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Jude was the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote an epistle to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. He contends for the faith with a passionate and vehement attack against false teachers. When you want to know God's concern for the truth, Jude has 25 intense verses just for you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. During the break, I had a chance. There's now about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve Christians. All Christians sitting there who, in the last last little segment, if you heard, talked about God's love but really weren't able to explain it to me until I dug and dug and dug and we got to this whole sinner idea. And I led them with a leading question that God demonstrates his love by dying for us while we are yet sinning. Now, we've got to make sure, starting with ourselves, that if some knucklehead with a microphone walks up to us, that we can articulate that. And we want to make sure that our kids can understand that. This is another great example. Now, I'm not, I'm not judging any of these kids individually. I'll bet you half of them, at least, probably aren't saved. Because if you can't articulate the gospel in some sort of way, shape, or form, that something something's wrong something there's a good chance that you don't know what the gospel is and i'm not talking about the kids that i was talking about it could be that they just needed an explanation that is a possibility and we're not judging them and throwing out the tares with the wheat or the wheat with the tares but there are so many people in this country who profess the name of jesus christ and are absolutely clueless and chances are it's with that gang because they would be the exception rather than the rule. All right, now there's four young people sitting here eating food on the steps in the middle of Georgia Tech. They seem to be a little intense in a conversation, but we'll see if we can interrupt it anyway. Lady and gentlemen, could I interrupt you for just a moment while you're eating your, uh, wow, your uh, smorgasbord here? Can I interrupt for a second? Dude, what are you studying here? Aerospace. I don't know what that means. Helicopters. <laughs> oh, specifically. Cool. Here's the only thing I know about helicopters. If you don't have that little propeller in the back, <laughs> the thing goes spinning all over the place. Yep. Teach me something else about helicopters. Give me something cool so I can impress my friends. They're noisy. I'm trying to make them less okay. noisy. <laughs> I, look, I can hear one right now. I can't even see it in the sky. I can hear it. Yes, I know they're noisy. Give me something cool. 
<laughs> Come on. Helicopters aren't cool, though. <laughs> they, they're very cool. Give me something informationally that's... They were, they were created by... Or that somebody invented them by mistake. Or what's the history of helicopters? What does helicopter mean? Vertical takeoff. Save more people than anything else. No, the, really? Now there's... Now we're getting warm. Here's the old story. If... You know, if you're crash landed in on a cliff, an airplane can fly over you and drop, you know, flowers on your grave. A helicopter can come and actually pick you up and save you. Okay, I can live with that. All right, and why do you want to study helicopters? What do you want to do with them? Repair them, fix them, military, no, no. air Design force. Design new ones, military. Really? Cool. Kill people. <laughs> to, to kill people. That's a lovely thought, right there. Do you ever think it's right to kill people? Really? Wow, aren't you a bold one? When? When would be a right time to kill know. somebody? I don't know. No, you're doing fine. You put your foot in the water. I don't Go think for it. it's right to kill anyone. Well, in war, you know. So if it's just, it's okay to kill. You can't prevent it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about Okay, a, what if they're going to kill you? What are you going to do? Duck. What <laughs> okay. about criminals? Ever right to kill a criminal? No, they're being punished in jail. All right. So that, that's, their, that's their penalty, mm-hmm. is that. Not death, though. No. Okay, why not? You'd kill a soldier, but you wouldn't kill a criminal? Well, I wouldn't kill a soldier. <laughs> well, would philosophically. Kill <laughs> okay, what about the life issue? What about the whole abortion business? What about that? Is it okay to end the life of a baby? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So you are pro ch- you're pro-life? Yes. Uh-huh. What about mm-hmm. you, young man? Pro-life. Pro-life, really? And what about you? Uh... No comment. <laughs> uh-huh. What about you, young man? Pro-life. Okay, what is... I'm on a university campus, and three out of four, are you just uh, feeling a little shy because you're surrounded here by three, three no, of those I pro-life mean, fundamentalist wingnuts? <laughs> absolutely do. not. It's uh, it's not a clear-cut issue between pro-life and pro-choice. That's what I think. So right. yeah. what, I don't want to label one or the other because that's ambiguous to me. All right. Where, what's the fuzzy part? Uh, situations, specific situations, incest, things like that, uh, rape. Any kind of situation where, you know, that that there may be a problem or whatever. I mean, okay. I don't know. Okay, here's, I'm, I'm going to give a scenario to you. Let's see if your logic works, all right? I'm standing here right now. Life is good. The sun is shining in my face. I'm a little hungry. I'm a little covetous of your, whatever that is, rice and... Rice, pork, and tomato sauce. I'm not so covetous anymore. <laughs> but I'm a little hungry, but otherwise life is sweet, all right? What am I? You're a human being. There you go. Okay. Oops, I slipped. I banged my shin. Whoo! I'm going to get a goose egg on my shin. I am in a lot of pain. My situation has changed. It's no longer good. What am I? A human being in pain. All right. A human being in pain, but I'm still a human being, right? That's right. So that thing that's inside of a woman, just because circumstances change, what is it? Uh, it's a human being. Aha. Uh-huh. So what is so what helps you make the decision is not what it is but what the circumstances are. No. Uh, so what about the circumstances when it's uh, incestual? Yeah, that gets pretty ugly, doesn't okay. it? Yeah, that yeah, that's kind of. So that's icky. what I don't like about just the pro-life, pro-choice. Is you don't have. You know, there are situations where you can say like, look, the child might be born with no brain or something like that because it's an incest or okay. a father let's, raping a daughter. Let's, let's, let's take let's take one at a time because well, you're right. Bringing up those scenarios, they are they're quite rare, but they do happen. So here's the question: disgusting uncle rapes the 12 year old niece. Horrible scenario, right? Right? Would you agree? Yes, we're all in agreement. Vulgar and disgusting. Here's the question. What is it that's inside of that girl? Uh, 
it's still a human. Right. Right. So no matter how it gets there or what the circumstances are or what its potential are in life financially or culturally, it's still a human being. And so wouldn't the fundamental question be, and it's rather black and white, if it's a human being, if we know that, then we're pro-life. Well, I mean, what about medically? Yeah, that they've got maybe got some special needs. Uh, like it has to be uh, on life support. And that's 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 a very good question it also. Have a conscience and it's never awake. Okay. I mean, are you a human if you're not awake? Well, that gets kind of interesting too. But let's let's take one at a time. If you visit a hospital, you're going to find a lot of people hooked up to machines. What are they? Uh, they're humans hooked up to machines. There you go. Okay. And so then, they're just babies if, hooked up to machines. What if they're machines that are uh, supporting the people? Is it more of a machine or more of a person? That's a good question. You're That's a good awake, question too. Just address that you're not awake. Yeah. Well, that that gets it. That gets into end of end of life issues. But what you're what we're kind of creating right now are some pretty pretty exceptional, pretty rare. The guiding principle should be it's a human being, so the desire is for life, not for death. That's the guiding principle. I, I have no problem with the, the, the pro-life position. I, that's fine. I'm just saying that, for me, it's not clear-cut. Well, in a lot of the cases that you... that you some medical reason to terminate a pregnancy. That's all I'm saying. What would be one good reason? We just went through it. Okay, but it's still a human being, right? Okay, what's, your, what's your IQ? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to give you a 138. Okay. I'm, and I'm a four, give or take. Okay, I am not nearly as smart as you. My brain doesn't work nearly well as you. You wouldn't kill me though, would you? Because uh, no. I'm a human being. Uh, me personally, no. Right, because I'm a human being, and just because I'm not as smart or I don't have as many abilities I mean, I as you, I'm still just a person. You're a human being. I mean, I wouldn't kill a dog or a cat either. Okay. Or a chimpanzee or an orangutan or any uh -huh. other. No. Right, but the point is, what you're describing is you think that maybe they have a less, um, uh, I don't want to say valuable, but a less fulfilling life, so maybe their life should be terminated. But that shouldn't be a criteria because the question is, what is it? I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're, uh, it seems like you're coming from a, uh, another perspective than me, so I, I don't know if I'm... Well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to reason with you because it's some of the some of the things that you've presented, which are fair, I think, and reasonable. I think we could categorize as saying one is it's about development, level of development is one of the categories that you've described. And what I tried to respond with is I'm not as developed as you are mentally, maybe financially, but you don't kill me because I'm not as developed. And just because a baby isn't as developed as another doesn't mean we kill it. Well, that okay. I mean, I can see I concede that there are situations like that sure yeah. that you wouldn't be justified I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll just, give you... I'm not going to make the decision on whether or not uh, that that's not for me to my decision my feeling personal feelings should not be uh, make the decision for others here let me, tell me what you think of this thought okay I would make the statement it's never ever 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 right to kill a baby with an abortion, ever, because that would be murder. It would be making a decision on what is a valuable life based on circumstances or location or level of development, as opposed to intrinsically what it is. Now, should it be the rare situation when the mother's life is in danger? I would still say abortion is wrong, but I would say do everything you need to do to save the mother's life, and if that means the baby's life is ended, we weep over that. But 
Our guiding principle is to save the life of the mother, but we never want to abort because that's ending the life of a human being. What do you think of that? That that works for you? That works for me. Look at that, how we came to that agreement. That's what I was trying to say. You know? Terrific. It's I'm a little slow. See, you've got I'm at about a four, and you're 100, and what did I say? Uh, 38, I believe. See, you are smarter than I am. All right. Gentlemen, thanks for the chat. I appreciate it very much. All right. You're the quiet one, aren't you? Yeah? Uh, sometimes. Yeah? What would you think of that little uh, exchange there? That's that's what I believe, what you just said. All right, dude. Hey, thank you. Uh, are you guys religious or something? Uh, well, I don't like to use the term religious, but I'm a Christian, yeah. Ah, okay. Thanks very much for the chat. All right? Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, two mysteries that will need to be solved. <laughs> what are all these Christians doing here at Georgia Tech? And will we ever get to answering that dopey question? It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur Study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture. And all of a sudden you hear... Everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur Study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what God's Word is trying to teach. How would you like to share the joy of putting a John MacArthur Study Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines? They typically make about $12 to $15 per, not hour, per day. It's a luxury item, and it would be such a blessing. $25 a Bible, four Bibles, $100, or perhaps you could send a Bible to a brother or sister in the Philippines every single month. Would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters? Wretched.org slash Bible. You know, what used to be a movie is now our sad reality. We're living in a world that's gone absolutely bonkers. So much so that six mads just aren't enough to describe it. Social media may be bombarding us left and right. Our Christian worldview may be under assault. But we have the dynamic duo of Todd Friel and Dr. Nathan Buznitz. And they're coming to the rescue with Wretched Worldview 2. Tackling 22 of those pesky, thorny, contemporary issues through a biblical lens, helping us to defend the biblical view on things like sexuality and gender, critical race theory, modesty and apparel, persecution, secular entertainment, environmentalism, 22 issues to be exact. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to wretched.org, grab your copy of Wretched Worldview 2. And hey, while you're there, snag that study guide too, because it's the perfect companion for navigating this mad, 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 mad world with wisdom and grace. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched.
Church Fathers. Theophilus of Antioch lived a pagan lifestyle until he was converted by reading the scriptures. His most notable work, Apology, was written to an unbelieving friend to show that the scriptures were self-authenticating and argued that the antiquity, clarity, and consistency of the scriptures prove their divine origin. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. There's a young man sitting on these steps here eating a, uh, what is that? A tofu burrito. <laughs> Dude, those are two words that shouldn't go together, but that's just my opinion. Can I talk to you for a minute while you're eating your tofu burrito? Sure. All right, dude. What's your first name? Nathan. Actually, that looks pretty decent. You want to buy it? Nah, it doesn't look that decent. It's good for you. Frankly, and I'm a bit of a germaphobe. It's nothing personal. Germs? Yeah, germs. Well, you know, you need, you need tofu then to uh, help kill all the bacteria and toxins in your body. Not sure that's how it works. Is that one of the, uh, one of the elements of tofu that I'm not aware of? Yes, it has miraculous healing powers. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, I was just talking about that. Nathan, what are you studying? Electrical engineering. Alrighty, what do you want to do with that? It's just basically knowledge, understanding what do you, of what the would physical you, world. Fifty years from now, you look back on your life. You're seventy years old. Am I close? Mm-hmm. Huh? I mm-hmm. could work at a carnival. All right. Yeah. So you're seventy years old. What did you do that you look back with this degree that you're earning right now that would make you go, "I can die a happy man"? I'm not sure if I can look a year into the future, even two years, Fair five enough. years, fifty years is a, is a bit difficult. You know, nothing that we can you know we can't plan that far in the future and be. At all accurate, unless it just happens to be that way. But it's, I mean, so how, how, how do I apply what I'm learning now? Um, I think if I do something big, something good for humanity, something uh, that helps other people and kind of makes us live more sustainably so that we can actually be around as a species in 50 years from now, mm-hmm. that would make me look back and say, okay, I contribute something positively to the world. All right, I'm going to apply my uh, circus uh, magic act right now. Okay. You believe in chance, don't you? <clears throat> What do you mean by chance? That things just happen randomly. Some things happen this way. Some things happen that way. But there's no God. There's no providence. Things just happen. Well, I believe in cause and effect. I believe in consequences. Okay. Um, Karma? <laughs> Synchronicity. <laughs> well, these are kind of buzzwords that, that don't really have a lot of intrinsic meaning. Everyone has a kind of their kind of own definition yeah. or interpretation of these words. Uh-huh. So can you be a little more specific, I guess? Do you believe that there's any force greater than us that's guiding the affairs of man? Greater than us? No. Um, Let's call that being God. Being. Well, I'm not sure if it's a being, but there, there could be. So do you believe in God? No, I don't. Why not? Because I think it's just a purely man-made construct of our minds. Um, and there's no reason, for me at least to believe in an organized religion and to believe that that there's a power structure greater than ourselves named God that watches over us and listens to prayers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I have no reason to. Okay, so nobody's ever provided you for you any compelling proof. Correct. Right. Did you ever go to church as a kid? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Have you ever studied the subject of religion? I have, um, informally. Okay. What do you know about Christianity? Uh, what I get sort of indirectly from friends, from observation, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, what is it? What's the big point of Christianity? What's the big teaching? Um, <clears throat> the big teaching. Again, I think that would vary from church to church probably. I, I think I agree with you, yeah. Um, 
the big teaching. You know, I don't know if there is a big teaching. All right. Well, let me let me let me try to steer this a little bit, okay? In Buddhism, they try to get rid of any desires so that they can ultimately become nothing. All right. right. Hinduism, they carve gods and idols, and they believe in karma and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mormonism, do good things, and maybe you'll go get your planet where you can make spirit babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christianity, give me a line. Uh, do good things and follow the word of Christ so you can get into heaven. Okay. There you go. I want to flip that on its head for just a moment. Okay. All right? I don't think that's the message of Christianity, but I think that's the message that most people perceive it to be. What you just described is something called work righteousness. Work your way to heaven. Do righteous things and maybe God will reward you. The message of Christianity is different than that. All right? Here's the message. The message is you can't do good things. In fact, all you've done are bad things. The Bible says we're bad people. Would you agree with that? Old Testament, yeah. Okay. New Testament, too. Same book. Same thing. Okay, so that we're all fundamentally sinners. Yes. And we have to um, overcome that by faith and, uh, I guess... Sort of, sort of like that, but let's take it one piece at a time. Would you believe... Do you agree with the statement that we are all by nature sinful and unclean? No. Okay. I'm going to try to convince you otherwise. How old are you? 22. 22. How many lies have you told in your life? <clears throat> Probably, probably thousands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I told thousands of lies, what would you call me? What type of person would I be? Starts with an L, rhymes with fire. Um, Don't overthink so, this So you're one. steering me in the wrong direction. Uh, you wouldn't be a liar because we're not defined by Stop it. One... You told thousands of lies. You're a liar. How many things have you stolen? Uh... Stolen, well, physical things. Anything. Time from a boss, music from downloading, pens from a school, money from your parents' purse. A few, a few. Okay, so what does that make you? That makes me one slice of who I am as a whole person. All right. Okay, a thief. How many people right. have I? How many people have I loved? How many good deeds have I done? All right, right. But so. it's 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 funny though, when the, when a criminal is before a judge, we don't think of him as a lover and a hugger. We think of him as a murderer or a criminal because he's broken. That's pre. That's prejudging, though. Okay. Okay. Assuming that he's guilty, of course, and you just confess to me that you are. All right. Let's try this one. Let's try mm-hmm. purity of mind. My my job right now. I'm trying to convince you. You're one of those wretched sinners. All right. How many times have you lusted today? Just sitting here, perhaps. Lusted. Lusted. Sexual desire. Had a sexual desire sitting here today. Uh, zero. Okay. Before sitting here, at all today. Consciously or unconsciously? Whatever. Well, we got to get specific here because these... No, you do. How many times have you lusted? This well, week. It's Wednesday. Lusted. Lusted. I don't I don't go around lusting. Dude, you're killing me. <laughs> well, th- 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 these questions... <laughs> they're just words. They're, exactly. They're just words. A girl words. walks by and, you get, and you, a thought runs through your mind or you have fantasies in your brain. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. All right, you answer that in the privacy of your own heart in your own time. I'll leave that between you and God, okay? But if you've done that, if you've broken that, yikes. That doesn't make you a good person. Really? Well, man, would you like your mom to know that that's what's going on in your, in your brain? 
Probably not. I don't see anything with anything wrong with um, natural impulses. Well, natural Instincts. enough, it doesn't mean they're right. Somebody would say that about murder or rape, but it's wrong. So if the judge judged you, if there's a God, and he judged you, would he find you to be a good person or a bad person? A good person. But you just confessed to me you broke thousands of lies, stealing, so, lusting. Why is that bad inherently? Because you, you, you're a lawbreaker. You've broken God's laws. God's laws? Yeah. Um, well, if there is no God, then how can there be God's laws? And then, how, and then if there's no God, how can you enforce them? Let's say there is. And let's say that those are his rules. Well, you can't, you can't hey, convince would, me of this would, I'm, I'm, if you start from these premises, which I don't agree with. Okay, but we're, then we're in fantasy world right now, okay? Okay. <laughs> if there's a God, and if those are his laws, mm-hmm. and you knew that you were guilty of breaking his laws, mm-hmm. would he send you to heaven, or would he send you to hell? I don't know. I don't know the mind of God. Well, I think we've got a pretty good idea what he'd do with somebody who's broken his laws. What if he's only be broken guilty. them? It's called justice. It's the right thing to do. It would be to punish you, right? So he just looks at, at the bad things we've done and not the good things? Well, it's it's not a balanced system. So if you lust one time, you're going to hell automatically? That is a very interesting question. Because it, 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 it kind of raises the question, whew, that seems pretty severe. But the reason that it's so severe, it's not because the crime is so spectacular. It's the one against whom we committed the crime. Okay? See... He's infinitely perfect and holy, so our offenses, while we might just think boys will be boys, he sees them as very gross violations because of his character and his nature. That's why judgment is so severe. That's why punishment is so long. Mm-hmm. That's why hell is reasonable. The one against whom we committed the crime is deeply offended, and he's infinitely perfect. Okay. Now, I just took you down a different road. Remember you said that Christianity was about doing good and maybe God will take you to heaven? I just took you down a different road. Here's what I tried to do with you, Nathan. To take you down the road that says you're not good, you can't please God, you don't have a shot at heaven. But God is good, and he's rich in mercy, and while he will punish lawbreakers, he desires to save people because he's a good God and he's kind. And so that he can maintain justice and demonstrate kindness, he did something to satisfy both of those demands. He sent his son, whose name is? Jesus. Jesus Christ, that's right who died on a cross, took the punishment, was beaten by men, had his beard pulled out of his face, was hit with a stick, had a crown of thorns put on his head for you so that God's wrath could be satisfied through the work of Jesus Christ. You've broken God's laws and Jesus paid your fine. And if you will humble yourself before God, admit he's right, you're wrong, he's good, you're the sinner, you've offended him and you're sorry, and you turn from your sins and put your trust in the Savior, God says, I will take you to heaven, not because you're a good guy who tried hard, but because you're a bad guy who failed miserably, but I'm a good God and I rescued you. That's the Christian gospel. It's a different story. Well, in that case... Count me out. <laughs> All right, dude. Enjoy your tofu. All right, mate? All right. Too. Thanks for the chat. Thank you. All right, man. Oh, don't you worry. I'll be going back to that tofu burrito. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs> <laughs>